everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, welcome to our very first bonus episode of our So Good Sisterhood podcast. In our last episode, we released this amazing conversation with Jimmy and Irene Rollins from Two Equals One Ministry, along with my husband, Todd. But before we jump in, I want you to hear a highlights from our last conversation. And I think this is where a lot of marriages struggle at is I, I want to just you know, hone this in on like three eyes, if you will. Okay. Uh, I think the first one will be intentionality. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to prioritize what's most important mm-hmm. to the top of the list. And for us, it's so easy to allow other things to rob the priority of what's most important. This is so great. And so for, for me, it's like, Am I intentional about my wife? Am I intentional about our date nights, about our time, about communication? You know, a lot of times, you know, you're talking to everybody else during the day, but how much time are you spending, mm. especially as a, as a male, as a yeah, man, yeah. talking and processing and talking about dreams and talking about, yeah. you know, uh, your insecurities and talking about our future? And so being intentional about that is key. And for me, a practicality, if you will, of being intentional is putting on my calendar. Uh-huh. And so time blocking uh, for, for me is is key. And Irene has taught me that because that's not my natural so DNA. So you actually time block time for you two to just connect and be together and talk through things. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. And that's being intentional. I think the second thing is investment. Mm-hmm. Like is, is the thing that's most important uh, to me getting the best of me? Mm. Is the is the thing that's most yeah. important to me getting the best of me, and that investment is uh, it literally it can boil down to time investment as we just discussed. It can boil down to financial investment. I think for us, it's even uh, compassion investment and mm. connection. Right. And I think investment is key because, like, if you keep putting, if we invest with fund deposits, if mm-hmm. we invest with you know different types of uh, let's say connection deposits or affection deposits. Then when times are rocky, we have, have, we have put something into the account to withdraw yeah. from. Absolutely. But a lot of times people are trying to put stuff in the account when things are rocky. Yeah. That's right. not when you put stuff in the no, account. No, no. Mm-hmm. And so uh, investment is key. And the last thing is inspection. Mm. And inspection is, is how are we doing? It's really, you know, sitting down and having that conversation of, you know, what's coming up for you right now? Is there something that I need to work on? Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the marriage, looking at the relationship and saying, how can I get better? How can I serve you mm-hmm. better? We just had these conversations yeah, recently. So one of the things we do when we inspection practically is the check-ins. That's amazing. You know what I love about this intentionality, investment and inspection is that that's really keys to any relationship. You've been talking about marriage, mm-hmm. but when you think about any key relationship with our kids, mm-hmm. with the key people in our lives right. that are our friends that we're doing life with, with God, mm-hmm. you know, the intentionality, yeah. investment, inspection. Yes. I love wow. that. And that's such a great grid for all relationships. Mm-hmm. And I love that when you mentioned about when you 
intentionally invest and you inspect that that when the trouble times come, you've got something in your pocket sure. to spend on that relationship when withdrawals start to happen. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. I've been taking notes while you've been talking, yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, intentionality, mm-hmm. investment, inspection. Mm-hmm. Those three things mm-hmm. can radically change any relationship. And this conversation was literally so good. I could not shut it down. I just kept it going and it was absolutely amazing. And so today you're going to get to hear the rest of this conversation about the value and necessity of communicating and protecting our boundaries so that we can bring our best to the people that we love the most. And now we're going to jump into this conversation. I I do want to tag back just a little bit because Mm -hmm. you talked about your kids and, and I think one of the things that we're realizing is that the the boundary lines with our kids change as our children grow. But you know, um, when you talked a little bit about you know the boundary that you put in place around your family time, mm-hmm. and Irene, we actually last last night or two days ago, yeah. we, you and I were set for a time, and you had gotten into a really great conversation with your kids. So you texted me and said, "Hey, can we postpone that meeting?" And I know your priorities. I know why you had to ask that question. So I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely. And wow. we quickly rescheduled a time. Mm-hmm. But we both know about our priorities and about each other's boundaries because we're in relationship with each That's other. Right. And boundaries are such, they can be such powerful tools to protect ourselves and protect the people that we love. Yeah. But not everyone's read the book. <laughs> right. And not everyone, you know, has the mm-hmm. the knowledge and and the the experience that that we have. And so, you know, when we're in situations where we have to communicate these boundaries to another person, um, what are some healthy ways that we can communicate those boundaries? I think uh, the way just simply asking for what we need and what we want, hey, can we re- reschedule? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't have to actually you don't have to explain why mm-hmm. um, and justify. That's one thing I've learned in my boundary work okay. as I, that I don't have to explain per se. And if I get pushback, then that may mean that that person um, either has a need that they're pushing me towards or they're boundary violating <laughs> and they're not honoring my boundary. And if I don't stick to my no or stick to my yes, my yes meaning yes and my no meaning no, then I am violating and dishonoring myself. So just simply asking for what I need and what I want graciously and kind of going from there. I love, I think I shared with you the other day, I learned something from a friend of mine recently who asserted a boundary with Jimmy and I. We were at their church ministering and they said, you know what, I can't go out to dinner with you after the the church service because I want to go put my kids to bed. Like that's a boundary that she asserted so she could give the best of her to her kids at a critical time at night. I wish I knew that when mm-hmm. we were raising wow. our kids. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like prioritizing that. And all they did was simply ask yeah. and say it. So it's the whole using your words to yes. say the boundary in a gracious, life-giving way. I think another practical way is taking responsibility for the feeling, taking responsibility Mm. for the emotion. Like we're never setting boundaries because someone is a boundary violator. We're not setting boundaries because of what they did or how they treated us. And I think when you communicate those boundaries, you're taking responsibility. So it could sound like this. Maybe someone has betrayed you or maybe, you know, you found out they said something about you and you need space in the relationship. Rather than accusing, he says, hey, uh, I just want you to know there's, there's some things coming up for me right now, you know, that's going on around me that have caused some feelings going to go on inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I need some time 
to kind of process that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what you're saying is I need space. Yeah. Right. Instead of saying, hey, I'm not going to call you anymore or I'm not going to text you anymore <laughs> or whatever. I need some time to process that. Oh, Would you allow it. me to have some space? That's great. It's mm-hmm. how we communicate yes. that. Yep. And then if you're having a hard time every time you're trying to set a boundary, communicating with something, your values don't align. There you go. And so for me, uh, you That's know, good, communicating Jimmy. that is, is you know, it, do our values align? Right. You know, do we think the same thing about God's word? Do we think the same thing about family? Do we think the same thing? Because if if you are constantly trying to communicate boundaries, it might be a time to shift that relationship. Is that adding to me or taking away from me? Mm. Uh, and again, make it about you, our mm. feelings and emotions, our communication, our response. Our, not what you, 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 but what's coming up for me, me, right. me, me. That's great. So you you brought something up great there because boundaries help us prioritize what we value yes. the most. So speak a minute more about how your boundaries and your values, how they align, where they're connecting, uh-huh. whether it's with the kids, relationship with God, just because that's an important principle for people to understand that these boundaries we're talking about are really so that we can live out what we value and what we've put value on. That is so great. Mm-hmm. You, you've you been, I love, you know, Todd and Julie, y'all are amazing and y'all are a source of accountability for Irene and I. And so we've been talking about like, you know, saying no. And we've had those conversations of, yeah. hey, Jimmy, you're not really saying no, you're just changing your yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? So good. Because yeah. our values mm-hmm. align, mm-hmm. you've helped me to have that conversation, mm-hmm. right? And so how it plays out in my marriage uh, again, is accountability. Because now when I realize that from the beginning years of our marriage, I'm not controlling. I'm, you know, I'm literally facilitating, helping. Like one thing that we used to fight about a lot was Irene's desire to go spend time with her friends. Right. Okay. And so, cause I felt like neglected, yeah. you know, here I am, okay. I'm a grown man. I'm like, yeah. spend time with me, you know, <laughs> but really what it was coming from, it was coming from some undealt with trauma or family origin issues in myself. Okay. But now our values align where I know that she's has sources of accountability that don't need to be me, like Julie, like some of her friends. Yeah. So when she wants to spend time, because there's an aligned value there, mm-hmm. I understand what she needs as that's not me, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. a value. Mm-hmm. She needs accountability. She's yeah. now, so, so, so when she asks for that time, it's easy. Mm-hmm. She's established a boundary. That's yeah. what that's what's going on in the conversation, but it doesn't feel painful. It right. feels purposeful. Got it. But what we had did, which was a lot of hard work, was we established a couple bubble first. That's it. And that boundary around our marriage and our relationship, me working on making sure you felt securely attached to me, that our marriage was the most important thing, mm-hmm. that we don't allow violations to our couple bubble. We uh, decide what comes in and what we let in and what belongs to us and what doesn't belong to us. And regarding the kids, that could simply look like, okay, mommy and daddy just got home from work. We just need 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to decompress. That's showing that my couple bubble, our relationship 
is the most important thing. And we lead out of that. We lead our family out of a healthy marriage. So we need that 15 minute connection to, you know, our couple bubble could be like the kids invading our space as adult children. It's hard Mm -hmm. that they live with us. And there is a (laughs) tension that we never knew was going to come with this stage and phase and season of life. So as a result, what we do is we, that couple bubble is important. We have our date night. We ask them to leave for certain times. Go watch TV in your rooms or go out with your friends so that we can have our quiet time. And any tensions, we we communicate that tensions created in our family unit that impact our relationship will not be tolerated. Mm. We will not tolerate certain things, behaviors as adult children are in our house. So what we did is shared that value with them. Yeah. So they didn't feel rejection from so them. Good. Right. Yeah. So we, we had to bring the, the whole family into mom and dad have a value of connection, affection, mm-hmm. yeah. time together. Now they understand that we're not doing that to them. To them. This is actually for them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're right. helping us protect. Wow our relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. That's that's so great. I love what you said about communicating your values yes. to mm-hmm. them in advance. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, pre-deciding, pre-communicating, especially those closest to you. You know, I also think about values. You're talking about the value of relationship. We also have our own personal values and and one of the things that I value is honor. Mm-hmm. And wow. unity in relationships. And so there's boundaries that I've set up sure. around conversations that mm-hmm. I don't seek out information that could bring somebody, put somebody else down or mm-hmm. the latest gossip, even, even online, you know, yeah. what, online gossip or, you know, what's going on in the big C church world. We're sometimes that, the last the people last to know people. anything, which is <laughs> yeah. great because we're not, right? we don't need that. And yeah. so we just have mm-hmm. that boundary to go, our heart doesn't need it. Yeah. Our soul, doesn't, I don't need to know. I just don't have to figure it yeah. out. And I, you know, one of the things, one of the guiding principles for that is if I'm not part of the problem and I'm not part part of the the solution solution. and I'm talking about it, I know it's gossip. Wow. And so, you know, and and I don't want to host those kinds of conversations. But the truth of the matter is in the role that we're in, you know, we actually are part of the solution. A lot of times, even on our team around here, there's many times that I have to have conversations about somebody. And so when that has to happen, when you have to talk about your, you know, a problem that you're having with your child, or when you have to talk to, you know, someone about what, what might be going on in the workplace, you know, yeah. even in the workplace as, um, as, as leaders, that, that I always try to have that conversation as if they are sitting in a chair and they're my actually yes. envision right. them wow. sitting in a so chair good. and thinking if they could hear this conversation with my tone. Be loving. Wow. If they were in a healthy place, mm-hmm. would they be able to receive what I'm what I'm saying? That's and so great. one of the things, you know, not entertaining those conversations. Yes. And I think sometimes if if we're the person that many people are drawn to to talk about issues and people mm-hmm. and the problems at work wow. and the problems in relationships Hello. and the problems mm-hmm. in this friend group, then I would check your boundary, your honor right. boundary, your unity boundary. Um, does it align with your value? Because I think a lot of times that that we end up you know, sacrificing, crossing boundaries in our communication and how we speak about other people. And again, those boundaries need to align so with the values that we have. Those are great. Yeah. Great yeah. insight to all of that. So- We know that the Bible has a lot to say about boundaries and relationships. 
And um, one of this, one of my favorite scriptures, you know, that that helps keep this in check and, and mm-hmm. reminds me that boundaries really are in the Bible, along yes. with self sacrifice and giving and serving. And there's a scripture in Proverbs twenty five seventeen that says, "Let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house. Mm. Too much of you." Mm. And they will hate you. Huh. So that's actually in Proverbs. So that kind of, you know, a wow. lot of people think I just have to let anybody come over anytime I want, you know. Mm-hmm. But this actually says that too much of you, mm-hmm. and they're not going to really enjoy your company. <laughs> and that's it. kind of a humorous example of, you know, of a boundary in scripture. But, you know, what are some other scriptural references and, and guidelines that you've used as you've been building boundaries? That's a great question and, and a great thought. Like, this is biblical. Right. This is not just scientific or this is not just some great idea, you know, of uh, Dr. Townsend. Or, yeah. No, it, it says in Proverbs 4.23, and I love the Passion Version. It's like cliff notes mm-hmm. for me. Like, yeah. I, I, need to, I, need to, you know, I need someone to break it down. It says, so above all, guard. That word guard is create a boundary. Like, right. protect. Mm-hmm. Guard the affections of your heart. There you go. For they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Mm, I so love good. that yeah. what I, I can't give until mm-hmm. I first guard. Mm-hmm. There you go. I can't, you know, I can't be external until I first take care right. of what's internal. It's great. Jimmy. And so putting up that Holy Spirit fence, mm-hmm. putting mm-hmm. up that boundary of, you know, this is where I start and stop. And this is where someone else starts and stops. I think it's just so key in scripture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that even the, how this, how this scripture, you know, when Jesus, you know, you know, died and resurrected, we just celebrated Easter and here's the Holy Spirit as a comforter, mm-hmm. as a counselor, you know, as a teacher. Uh, I love that when it says that when we don't know what we ought to pray, the Holy Spirit makes intercession, which yeah. means gets mm-hmm. in between. But if he's going to get in between something, I'm going to have to first establish where the boundary is. Yeah. Like between a relationship that's broken down. Yeah. And so when I say, you know what, I need space, the Holy Spirit gets in between that space that I've created between me and the thing I need to create mm-hmm. a boundary with. Mm-hmm. So I love that scripture in Proverbs 423. It lets me know it's okay to guard some things. Yeah, yeah. I, so good. Know, it's amazing the things we guard. Yeah, absolutely. We put, you know, my phone's got a password on it. Your computer's mm-hmm. got a password right. on it. Your House has an alarm on it, probably right. Whether you turn it on or not, that's a sermon. We 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 lock up and guard all these things that are all so temporary. There's not like any eternal significance to your phone, your computer, or your bank account. Nothing, but the very thing that is the only thing we will carry with us into eternity: our heart and our soul. It's the only thing that goes right that goes Uh with us. We leave open and unguarded so often. And when it comes into this area, we we take on offense, we take on hurt. They said this, they didn't say this, they uh-huh. didn't do this, they want, and we just leave our soul and our heart so unguarded mm-hmm. when it comes to to the the boundaries we have to put up. So we, I'm not going to let that get in wow. me. I'm uh-huh. not going to let that thought bang around in my head and heart and uh-huh. ruin me. And so I just think we've got to we got to be careful and be be on alert. Uh, of the things that we bring into our soul and our heart. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so good. Did mm-hmm. you have something else? Yeah. Um, I'm, I was. You just made me think of boundaries are not meant to be walls yeah. right, to protect us. They're mm-hmm. meant to be fences. Mm-hmm. And a fence has a gate, right? There you go. And right. you can open and close mm-hmm. that gate. Yeah. You get to decide. So this go. is ownership. Mm-hmm. What comes in? And what goes out. So uh, when I tell our kids, you have a permeable wall around you and you get to decide what comes in and uh, what you give out, we keep the good in and we get rid of 
the bad. So when we think about boundaries, it's so like I'm guarding my heart. I'm going to think on things that are noble and just and right. I'm, and if I have ruminating negative thoughts, I'm going to get those out. I'm going to confess them to God. I'm going to confess my sin to God. I'm going to confess um, my sin to uh, another person that I might be forgiven and I might be healed. That's, That's protecting my heart. And, you know, one thing that people like my background um, with trauma and abuse that I've experienced, we get so good at keeping the bad in and keeping the good mm. out. And I believe that this is a season that our listeners are going to hear this message and begin to reverse wow. that yes. yeah. and do take ownership over the work of reversing that. There are good people in this world that God has sent that I need to open the gate of my heart and allow them wow. in to yeah. bring ministry to me to help heal my heart. That's great. And, um, and I need to, like in terms of boundary, I have had to work on um, not letting people dump on me because that's what I used to do. I used to let people dump on me and that would be allowing bad in and mm-hmm. keeping it. Just mm-hmm. using whatever they're going through and talking to you talking about it. Talking to me about it. About so it. now you, I'm you like, you know what? Anything. I don't want to be a part of that conversation. I'm right. good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of gossip. Can we right. change the subject? Like, mm-hmm. can we, I want to talk a little bit more about me mm-hmm. or whatever, like right. to right. change the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, you know, that, that when we do that in healthy relationships, that it brings health to the whole relationship. Absolutely. Boundaries bring health to us, but they also, you know, communicate health mm-hmm. to other people and the people closest to us. This is such a beautiful biblical principle mm-hmm. that we don't need to ignore it's because great. it's going to benefit us and benefit others. And, you know, um, Irene, you've spoken on a, a previous podcast. And if you haven't heard that podcast, make sure that you check the show notes because we'll link it. Um, we'll link that episode to this. But you've talked about your season of addiction. And, and when you came out of that, you know, it was a, a challenge mm-hmm. to be able to reestablish health in the relationship and because it had been so long since it had been healthy and boundaries played a really important part mm-hmm. of that. So how did you guys reestablish boundaries after that season of rehab and the years prior to that of very few boundaries? Sure. So being boundaryless got me to the point of right. rock bottom and medicating. So establishing new boundaries looked like as simple as this. I kept my story close to my heart Mm. um, for a season while I healed, while our family healed. We kept it close. We didn't need other people, outside voices, negativity speaking into um, our situation. We kept it close to our heart and we had that boundary to go to counseling, heal. Um, Another boundary we had, I mean, simple things like after I got out of rehab, I was fragile. I couldn't Mm. go into a restaurant and sit near the bar. Right. And I got vulnerable and shared that with my husband and he helped guard that and protect me by, you know, asking the hostess for a seat where I had my back to the bar or whatever. And as I got stronger in my recovery, um, you know, I was able to do more. But another boundary, like even just with family, like our gatherings were largely and friends were around alcohol. And as a new alcoholic, I couldn't put myself in those environments for a season. Now, when a graduation, a significant 
event happened, I could, I didn't, I wanted to be there. So what I did was I put boundaries in place so that I could feel safe there. Um, and I began to communicate to my family, hey, this is what I need. Um, can you check in with me and ask me how I'm doing? Because it was really, really hard to be in those environments and it was taxing on me. Later in my recovery, I have grown to the place where I'm like, I get to be sober. I get to not have a hangover. I get to interact with people without a substance um, and, uh, you know, temporary fun or whatever. Um, so I'm in a good place now. However, there was a season where I needed um, to be more protected. I mean, shoot, we're, I'm six years, five months sober, wow. sober today. And like, I still ask for the alcohol to be taken out of my room and hotels and things because it's just a distraction. I just don't want right. to even have to think about right. it. Right. So yeah, wow. I'm here to rest on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my room. <laughs> I think you communicate now. I think when when we got when you got back from rehab, and even me, you know, dealing with food, uh, you know, uh, on the verge of that being in a, a problem as an addiction, it, we just started communicating. Our family meetings, practicality. Our family meetings were so important. And we would go through the eight core emotions mm -hmm. and everyone would have a turn to talk. Mm -hmm. And so we had these, we, you know, we had, we used the, you know, uh, a leftover toilet paper, you know, roller as the baton okay. and no one could talk unless they okay. had the baton. Right. And we would go through, I felt shame when, I feel, I feel joy when. Mm. And what we were teaching one another is how to communicate what's coming up for you. And so right. now, as we communicate what's coming up for us, we begin to protect each other's boundary, mm -hmm. making sure that those things weren't robbing us from joy or fulfillment mm -hmm. or purpose. And so when Irene shared that with us, that I'll never forget the first moment we went to a restaurant. So I'm picking her up from, uh, from rehab. No, it was uh, on family meeting. And we went out. Family uh, week. Family week. And we yeah. went out after you know, we, we got Counseling. better. <laughs> and she was sitting next to the bar and she communicated and she began to cry. And so what she doesn't even know today is I will often call ahead mm -hmm. to a restaurant and say, hey, uh, we're coming. We don't have a reservation, but, you know, I explain who we are. Uh, like, this is what I look like. Can you not sit us there? I don't want her to even have to experience shame got it. when we show up. Wow. Yeah. So wow. because she was vulnerable mm -hmm. and made a vulnerable request, I now, it's my opportunity to care for that. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we, uh, you know, share and we mm -hmm. become open and vulnerable, now we have the opportunity to care for someone else's and actually be a picture of Jesus to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, what I'm hearing from both of you is just that communication is key in this process of establishing boundaries in a healthy way. Like mm -hmm. the fact that you communicate with your kids the way you do, yeah. you're normalizing for them at a younger age, hey, yeah. process what's going on in the inside, mm -hmm. process why that made you feel that way. When mm -hmm. I said that, when this happened, when when you did this, it made me, You're and you're doing it in a way that is not retaliating and arguing, mm -hmm. but in a healthy conversation. Wow. The fact, Irene, that you talk to your family and go, hey, when I come to these parties or these dinners, this is what that does to me. Is it okay if I, man, that communication, mm -hmm. going to the restaurant, yeah. Jimmy, and saying, hey, can you please not sit us here because you're communicating mm -hmm. the boundary so it doesn't come across 
um, legalistic yes. or right. ugly or harsh, mm-hmm. but it's like, so that I can be who I need to be, so yes. that we, so you good. can be who you need to be, mm-hmm. and our family can be who we need mm-hmm. to be, then let's spend this time talking about it and getting out there. And I would say that probably most couples don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most families, there's mm-hmm. nothing like that in their family yeah. conversation. So that's one of the things that I'm wow. taking away from this is right. Julie and I maybe spend time talking about these things, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I've let it go beyond us, like wow. with our kids this way, uh, with some of our friends this way. I don't know that I've opened up quite that much mm-hmm. to articulate the importance of the boundary so that it brings a blessing right. to the relationship. Wow. Yeah, and, and we've said this before, you know, and it sounds, it's not just a catchphrase, but it's true. Boundaries really are a blessing. Mm, they they, are. they yeah. are a blessing. And, you know, what I hear you guys saying and what I've taken away is the most loving thing that we can do in a relationship is to help someone communicate mm-hmm. their boundaries in vulnerability mm-hmm. and then come alongside and protect those boundaries with them for them mm-hmm. so that we can love them the way that they need to be loved. And there's been so many beautiful takeaways from this mm-hmm. entire conversation. Um, so if you had one last phrase or um, one takeaway that you would want to say in this area of, of communicating and protecting boundaries as a, a tool to be able to build into our relationships, what would that be? I think for me, it would be, you know, growing up, you know, as a, as, as a man, you know, you're told to you know, don't show your feelings, don't mm. show your emotions, mm. don't, you know, and I think, you know, you can get so caught up in what culture is telling us to do and defining what we're supposed to do and be. But that scripture in Proverbs 4.23 is just speaking to me. My one takeaway uh, would be to guard your affections, to guard your feelings. Mm. That means have them. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. There you go. That, that means be okay. That means lean into them. Right. Our feelings, our affections, our emotions are not bad. They are indicators right. that something is not protected mm-hmm. the way it should be. Okay. And I that's my takeaway for me. Like I'm leaving this conversation like I got to do some work. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. You me know? too. I t- um and so for me, I, I just want to if you're listening, uh it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to cry. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's an indicator that it's mm-hmm. time to deal mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. something. And even the frustrations. Yes. Those emotions of frustration it's or real. why am I sure. why am I letting the littlest things yeah. make yeah. me so frustrated or angry mm-hmm. right now? Those are indicators for me to go back and go, what's what's wow. at the root of that? What have I not guarded? What boundary has fallen down? Mm-hmm. What am I letting in that's creating this chaos in my soul? That's and I haven't right. even identified it. So I love that, Jamie, wow. leaning into the yeah. feelings and emotions. That's right. And that's like really brings us back to the whole guard your heart thing because it's our inner being that God is saying we have responsibility to care for. So in owning, caring for that, um, you know, I like what you said, owning your emotions and feelings and all of that. But for me, what I'm hearing is really more out of uh, Revelation 3 where it says, uh, here I am, uh, I stand at the door and knock. Another version said he's continually knocking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. 
And what I'm hearing out of that scripture is as I'm caring for my innermost being, remember the boundaries I get to let in, I get to open the door. And God is knocking on all of our doors continually. Mm. And I say, take the risk, jump in, open your heart to the things of God. Let him come Mm. in, eat with him. He will restore and refuel Mm. your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. And as your relationship with God gets restored and refueled and healed, it will then, you will give out of that Mm -hmm. to all your other relationships um, in terms of um, just opening your heart uh, to God and then giving out that to other people. And yeah, being open to good in relationships with others. Wow, so good. So to kind of wrap this up, Mm -hmm. you know, the boundaries really are one of the most loving things that we can bring Mm -hmm. into a relationship. It brings definition so that we can give our best to the people that are closest to us. A couple of things that we said, you know, is that that boundaries are not walls that we erect, but they are fences mm. that have gates that we can open ourselves up to the good things of God, the relationships He has, and then close out the things that we know are going to bring harm to us and to the people closest to us. That boundaries are not a penalty but they are our protection. And I love that. And that we don't have to follow our feelings, but our feelings can be the check engine light for us to know that we need to put our boundaries in to be able to, as the scripture earlier we talked about, was that that we'd be able to inherit the good things of God because boundaries, God's boundaries fall on pleasant places. Mm -hmm. And so this has been so great. I cannot wait for everyone to hear this conversation. You know, this has been such an incredible way to close out this season. the season we've heard from some really amazing guests and some beautiful authentic conversations around relationships but we also love that during this season we've been able to answer a lot of your questions as listeners and so we've just enjoyed getting to know you better and be able to hear your heart so so good sisterhood has loved spending another season with you and we hope that you're going to come back for an incredible summer starting june 6th and we know it will leave you saying that that was so good We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.